My name is Mike Koenigs, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit. Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. All right. I'm excited to welcome today's guest with us, Mike Koenigs. Thanks for coming on the show, man. My pleasure. Nice to be here with you guys. I was, uh, Steve and I do a little bit of research for all of our guests and I was going through and I make usually a little intro and if I did one on you, I'd probably uh, spend half of this show just doing an introduction with what you've done because you know, you've done everything from, you know, you're a cancer survivor, you've written over 13 books now, uh, you run a podcast with Gay Hendricks and Dan Sullivan, and you speak for Tony Robbins and Abundance 360, and you have so many incredible features to you. But one of my favorite ones is that uh, you help a lot of people create their next big act. And I think mm-hmm. that's something so special and, and amazing. And you've obviously adopted a lot of AI into what you're doing now. You're very philanthropic and everything you've done. So I was kind of going to throw a question back to you and just say, like, when somebody asks you, like, Mike, what do you do? How do you answer that question? Um, well, here's what um, here's what Peter Diamandis said the other day. He sent me this text message. I had been I had spoken at Abundance 360. He was the founder of XPRIZE. And he said, you're an arsonist of the mind. And uh, I thought, you know what? I will accept that gift. So um, really... Uh, another description I've gotten from people is uh, firebrand or provocateur. So what I'm very good at doing is seeing possibility and potential in other people that they don't see in themselves and helping them make it real and make it true. And my big, big, my next act, what I think could be my final long-term act is... I love working with founders and visionaries and helping them create their next act. So my team and I create whole businesses or products in a week. We're really, really good at what we do. And so um, it's a combination. When you're describing all these things I've done, yeah, I've done a ton of stuff, which is another nice way of saying I'm old. Um, <laughs> but um I love reinventing people because I've had to reinvent myself a lot of times. I've had quite a few lifetimes, um, both personally and professionally. That's beautiful, man. And I know I know you do some incredible work. I've seen a lot of the work you do and know a lot mm. of people that you've worked with. And it is outstanding what you can do. When we, oh, we, just, so. uh, uh, we just had uh, one of your colleagues, or not colleagues, one of your friends, Justin Breen, uh, on the show. and He's he- fun. He's fun. And uh, he talked a lot about just the human nature and stuff. Um, what is it about certain people? Like what, when you look at people and almost talking in the sense of go big, right? When you see someone and you know how they have the potential to go big, but they're not stepping into it or they don't see it. What are some of the qualities you see in them where you're like, oh, these are the things that I think you could step into. And, and how do you approach someone to say, hey, you have a gift and you should go do this when they've never seen it before? There's... Two answers to that question here. 
So like probably the biggest it factor I know of, and I've known him for a long time is Tony Robbins. They're, they broke the mold. There's only one Tony Robbins and there'll only be one Tony Robbins. And his unique backstory, the fact that he's a, he has gigantism, you know, an out of, out of control pituitary, the fact that he grew up in the environment in the time he did and what he's had to do and how he's had to build his business makes him very, very unique. And the fact that he's taught and been in front of, you know, at this point, hundreds of millions of people in the, over the course of his career, and he's got things going on that'll give him access to billions. And he's still as hungry as he was when he was 18 years old. So that part, you know, like when you see a vocalist and a performer and a singer, and they are an expression of God on stage, and you feel that energy, it's like, oh, where does this come from? What, what angel opened up their soul? and showed it you know that it factor is very very rare and so if you're lucky enough to discover someone like that who hasn't been fully discovered and fully expressed god bless your soul you know you've just reached this timing moment where you know you could have found the next beatles and that could exist in anywhere in any any time but then the other part is when i choose to work with someone for example i look for someone who um, I have three big rules in life, which are, I I don't work with a-holes, number one. So if you're an a-hole, you can go to hell, blow off. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Next thing is, if you represent more than 5% aggravation, I'll know it in a heartbeat. It'll be like, yep, nope, aggravating human being. Hell no, right? So that's part two. Part three is my wife has to like you. Because <laughs> I only work with people I love on businesses I love that I know I can make a difference in their their impact focused right and you can't fake that crap not for 20 years which is one of the reasons why i'm old enough now i just turned 57 where i don't need to do anything any longer i'm fine no matter what and so when you don't feel as though you have to compromise and don't and and notice i didn't say when you don't have to compromise because that's a choice it's a total bs choice Okay. Can I swear on this? Oh, yeah. You do what you okay. do, man. Yeah, it's bullshit. So, <laughs> um, and we, our lives are controlled by bullshit. People believe in bullshit and they fall for bullshit and they buy into their own bullshit. And we live in a bigger bullshit world than ever before and it's going to get worse. Okay. AI will make it worse. That's the God honest truth. Yep. Um, trust is the only great currency that exists. Um, period. And that's going to be tested at the ultimate limits in a short period of time right now. That's the dark side of AI. So, getting back to answering your question, it factors, number one. The second is that special impact, right-mindedness, right mindset, value system, the ability to polarize the wrong people and attract the right ones and have done that often enough that it is an intuitive habit. Mm. Okay. And that takes a combination of a wisdom experience or being blessed by some spiritual gift. Okay. So unfortunately, most people never reach it ever in their life. But when you're at a point where you do not fear banishment from society you don't give a rat's ass what anyone thinks about you what they say 
because you know who you are and what you stand for. And you're like, F you, if you don't like it, I know that I have purpose and this is what it is. And that declaration is absolutely attractive. That is, it's what changes the world for the better. That definitely is a, a special personality and a special human. And I believe in one of your books, you uh, you share about how you uh, one of the, when you start working with people or consulting, you say, go give your employees the ability to go fire the you know the twenty five percent of your bottom clients. Like, just get rid of them. You don't need them. Totally. Yeah, man. That's right. You gotta, and you can't have you can't have a vote because here's what we do: we all subscribe to bullshit, right? And we allow that to permeate our lives. And we're like, ah, well, you know, like you, you look and so the test is, I'm going to expand on what you just said. The test is this, 80% of all your problems are caused by 20% of people you allow exist and infest your operating system and your spiritual core. Okay. And that's because you've got a belief system that Unless that you owe someone something or they've been here a long time or that's just them or, 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 or whatever the stacks of bullshit are. And uh, I'm going to quit swearing now, but <laughs> bullshit's not really swearing, but we'll just pre pretend it is. So what I do is I tell people, here's the thing. You don't get a vote. You have to empower your team to fire the lower 20, 25% because they're causing all the problems and the spiritual abscess okay it's a disease that's created by cancerous humans okay when you clear that out knowingly and you let someone else you give them the power to do it that will free up more opportunity than you probably are capable of receiving because your trauma and your stories about who you think you are and what you should allow and shouldn't allow you should all, all over yourself that's a tony robbinsism we do a lot of shooting on ourselves and on other people. Um, take a should, leave a should. You leave the shoulds. You don't take a should, you know. But you got to get rid of those those holes and those abscesses so you can fill it with something great. And the moment you've given yourself permission to push that out is when the universe says, "Ah, someone made a conscious decision. I will reward you with riches far beyond what you're capable of receiving right now, and it'll be ten times greater." And it's not going to be a one-to-one -one relationship. It's going to be a 10x. I love that. And that's one of the things I've really was attracted to about your brand was that you just have a no BS factor. And if it doesn't fit the mold, the model, and see you later. Like we don't need your business. And if you don't perform and you don't step up and run to our standards, time. And something that you're very well known for is uh, a book you wrote, but the referrals you make. You have a book called Referral Party oh. and you have some of the best uh, referrals out there. There it is. There you book. go. And um, and you're very well connected, but you're very intentional about your connections. It's not just willy-nilly. It is a very systemized approach to networking. I would love for you to just share a little bit of, uh, and, and again, just for our audience here, it's like when you get connected to someone like Mike, you see the difference in networking levels of, it's not just, hey, here's Sally, see you later. It's very intentional, putting the right mm -hmm. connections together. What does that do for you, the business, and why is that so important to you? Yeah. Well, we just talked about trust, right? That is the only real currency, which basically means reputation. You only have one reputation that's going to be around with you for the rest of life. And it's amazing that people will trade it and swap it and how whore-like they are. And we live in a bullshit whore society. That's another stack I will, I will offer. Now, I'm eternally optimistic, okay? So 
I say that because the first step in being eternally optimistic is telling the truth, okay? And there aren't alternative truths. That's bullshit, okay? So um, now there's different points of view. I think it's important that we have spirited debates that are friendly and civil, which we seem to have very little of at this moment in time. I just came back from Spain. It was remarkably civil and kind societally. And like America at the moment, I love the idea of America and Americans. It's the best idea. It's the best operating system for countries that exist. However, it's infected by a lack of civility. So back to referral party. Um, now that I've made that negative statement, now into the positive. So the big idea behind referral party is this. And the basic setup is, uh, first of all, you only have one reputation and you've got trust. And that is your currency. So you cannot refer idiots to people you care about and love because they'll never trust you again. And justifiably so. So one of my roles is don't be a whore. Um, and... Um, what the premise behind referral party is start out and if i said to you and here's the basic setup hey steve hey randy why don't we schedule a conversation one hour i'd like you to tell me what you got going on um what your current offer is who you're looking for for a perfect customer and i'm going to look through my database my connections and relationships and i'm going to see if i can find maybe two to four maybe even more right fit referrals for you. And in real time, I will make a video intro to you and them. I'll connect you with text and with uh, email. Uh, if I need to, some of them, I might have to ask them permission if it's okay if I make the intro. Otherwise, some of them just know that when I make a referral, they're going to be a right fit and I don't have to ask permission. How would you like to do that? And by the way, if you've got some people that you might be refer, refer to me, I don't require it. We'll see if we can do that too. Well, no one's going to say no to that. We schedule it. We do a Zoom call like we're doing right now. And I'll say, okay, guys, tell me what your offer is. Tell me what's going on. Uh, give me the quick pitch. I'll practice it with you. And I've got a document that's open uh, in real time. It's a Google Doc that I share with you where I've pre-written little scripts and intros for you because I've done my homework ahead of time. I have a good idea what it is. I modify it. And then I'll record um, for everyone who I think needs a one-on-one, -on -one, really direct intro, hey, Bob, this is Randy and Steve, and I wanted to connect to you guys because I think you're a right fit. You guys have similar values. I think you're going to like each other, and I'm positive you're going to be able to do some work together too. So here's what I have in mind, and I'll illustrate a scenario. So here's what I'd recommend you do. I just made the intro. You guys connect, schedule an appointment, and let me know how it goes as soon as you meet. That's the only thing that I ask. And if it's not a right fit, it's totally okay. See you later. Love you. Boom. Okay. That's the personalized one-on-one. -on -one. And then I'll create a generic one as well. Hey, I'm connecting you with my friends, Steve and Randy. They're the best in the world at blah, blah, blah. And I think you can do some work together. First of all, similar values. I always start with values and mindset. I want to make sure that you guys, you know that I've vetted you against my audience. Number two, they're really talented and skilled at something specific and something specific and something specific. Together, I believe you'll be able to produce measurable outcome and result. Okay. And then the same type of thing. So you're connected now. Let me know when you're scheduled. 
when you've had the meeting and let me know how it goes. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. Just tell me what you think. Okay, appreciate you. Bye. So now I've got a generic one, and I do this with Justin Breen, for example. He and I get together for referral parties every quarter. I've got a couple other couple people. I'll get together with them every month. And I would argue that the value of a referral is somewhere it's worth 10 times to 1,000 times more than cold leads. So I'm going to say something polarizing. Morons hang out on social media and losers and time wasters. Overall, for the most part, TikTok losers, Instagram losers, Facebook losers. Now, not everyone, not always, but it's a time-sucking toilet. And I have a philosophy, which is if you want to catch great fish, you got to go to a nice clean ocean. And if you want to catch turds, fish in a toilet. Social media is a giant swirling toilet. So you could burn through a fortune and generate 10,000 leads on social and not one of them will buy from you. But if I intentionally connect you with someone, first of all, you got to be real and you got to have something valuable and you can't be a piece of crap. Okay. You just got to have a good reputation and be a decent human. You got to pass the three, the big three, right? And um, and I'm not going to talk to you if I can't vet you and you don't have proof and evidence that you behaved yourself for the majority of your life, right? I believe in second chances. I ain't going to risk my reputation on your problems, okay? So your monkeys, your circus, not mine. So the point is, I'm going to make the intro. I can do one intro and it can probably produce $100,000, million worth of business. You don't have to sift through turds and invest a fortune in an infrastructure that's just a giant waste. So if you just associate yourself with 10 amazing humans who've got decent networks and create a high ticket offer for a high end audience, you will have fewer problems in your life and genuinely create a lifestyle compatible business. And anytime I hear people say, you know, like, you know, I'll ask them questions, you know, you know, how many people do you think you have to impact in order to feel good about yourself, about your brand or whatever? And someone will go off on this big thing, oh, I need to affect a million people. And I'll be like, I'm going to tell you why that's a big pile of crap. Because first of all, I can tell by the fact that you don't even know who your ideal customer is. You can't help yourself. You can't you even fixed one person, much less a hundred. What proof or evidence do you have? And do you know how hard it is to have a thousand customers? 10,000 is impossible. You have a higher probability of waking up, winning the lottery, getting bit by a shark, and being in a plane crash the same day. It statistically ain't going to happen, especially because you're delusional, okay? You don't tell yourself the truth, and you haven't provided real value, okay? And this isn't, these are successful people often. You know, they're, com they're complaining about their horrible businesses. It's because they don't think accurately. They lack discretion. They lie to themselves. They're delusional. Okay. But people who are honest, who've got that thing fixed up, you know, they, uh, it'd be like, what if you just affected 10 people who affected a thousand each or a hundred each? And it was big impact, not little impact, not like fix your back pain. Nothing wrong with fixing back pain. But, you know, if I hear another pain healer thing, it'll be like, do something specific, okay? There's nothing special about you. Be the best in the world at one thing. Be the only in the world at one thing.
And that's hard. It requires honesty and practice and discipline. And the world rewards that. It always will. Mike, I love that, man. Thank you for sharing that. And I've literally not worked with over a million people and I've never heard of like referral parties like that before. I've been to like little coffee mixer things where we all get together and kind of like business cards and they're supposed to pass around a business card, that kind of thing. But there's nothing yeah. that I can think of that's more impactful to build trust than that like intentional element of, hey, you see my face with these two other guys. I, you can tell that there's a good rapport already here. I'm, yeah. I'm leveraging my reputation and my trust or sacrificing or whatever the reward might be to give that to you to then establish a new relationship to go, to go and like, you know, blossom to new areas. I think that's one of the, the coolest things I've ever heard of. Um, and you mentioned- What would it take to make it the coolest thing you've ever heard of? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, such a weak ego. He needs so much support right now. Let's feel good about him. Tell me a favorite subject, me. Exactly. Okay, I can't. I can't. All right. Uh, you mentioned like the trust is like a currency. Do you think yeah. that you can fake trust? No. How long do you think you can fake trust? Oh, that's a great question. All right. Um, so, yeah, I got to see if I can mask and hide this particular individual that I have that I'm not going to mention. Because uh, uh, I'm going to just make a, a, what do they call it? There's a term for this. It's a copywriting term. Um, it's a, Fatal admission, okay? Or flawed admission, something like that. But basically, here's how it goes. I love sociopaths and narcissists. Don't want to live with them, but I have a few friends who are sociopaths and narcissists who um, call me up regularly. I've done um, spoken for them on stages and stuff like that, and it would be hard to figure out who they are. Um, and I love them. They're endlessly fascinating deeply flawed human beings who are just unconscious of certain things. They just, you know, can't help themselves. Usually it's traumatized behavior from the way they were raised or something like that. But skilled salespeople, talented entertainers nonetheless. And um, there's one individual who, known a long time, very famous and has had some big highs, big lows, a lot of negative press and for some of this stuff justifiably so um and not an intentional you know they don't intentionally do bad things but they take massive risks and that can get them in trouble and they just have sometimes a short history window in their head about when certain behaviors get you in bad trouble mm -hmm. okay so these are all relativistic points of view so having said that um, I saw this one individual build uh, their brand using other people's money, lots and lots of ads online, and then uh, would, would surround himself with models, paid models, and always have an entourage of videographers and photographers show up. So it's like the audience or the crowd would go, who is that? They must be famous. Who's that? And of course, there'd be someone creating a little buzz and it created massive word of mouth. Mm. Pretty soon, this individual can show up to games like basketball games, sports games, and very well recognized. All right. I've known a couple people like that. 
again, so I'm 57. I've spent a fair amount of time. I made a feature film. I did some work in Hollywood and, and you know, done works. I've had a fair number of celebrity friends. So I've gotten to know kind of how the business works. And Donald Trump did that. Like when he announced his candidacy and he was in the city, everyone in the room was where they were paid actors. Okay. You pay a whole bunch of beautiful people somewhere. People pay attention. Okay. You can fake it. And I think um, the duration that it lasts is how willing and how vocal you're willing to scream and shout blatant untruths and either convince yourself they're true or your identity is wrapped up in being successful. And I, I'll just go on on the record and pick on Donald Trump. I think he is a completely delusional, narcissistic sociopath absolutely unfit for any form of office whatsoever. I believe he is a bad person. And he has a reputation and a history of throwing everyone under the bus eventually. Okay? Bad person. He's a delusional human being, but he believes everything he says. He's willing to back up the BS and he represents a character that in a way represents, um, I'm going to stick it to the other bad guy, the bad guy who's going to screw you, which is the bad government, okay? And ultimately, I happen to agree with the basic premise that government, the smallest government, the most ineffective government is the best government because at the end of the day, they steal. Politicians steal. They don't add real value in general, okay? Governments will take anything they want from you at any time, your property, including, and your life, and jail you for any reason, okay? They'll make stuff up. And anyone with money can manipulate the system. Now, does that mean it's all bad? No. Do I? Am I conspiratorial? Don't think I am, okay? I think there's enough evidence supporting this. I think in general, you have to have some rule of law, but the more money you give to the IRS, the more money they're going to need to steal and acquire um, from the middle class. Okay, so so anyway, I'm way, way going deep. I, I know I sound like a, a crazy person here from uh, you know losing trust, but trust is a very complicated beast. And it starts with people, yeah, but um, God, I don't know if I should, uh, I should have probably stopped a long time ago. I sound like a ranting lunatic. No, I think the piece that I kind of took away from it was was along the lines of like there's there's a belief system internally that if I heard you right, like eventually almost either catches up to you or expires like to the public. And I think yeah. that's kind of, I think I think that's what I've seen. Like there's there's brands that I can think of that similarly to the example you gave where it let like it was a it was it was false from day one almost and and then it just kind of like caught up but we we can we can put a pin in the trust element of things because i want to yeah, yeah, yeah. like i said i just kind of after a little while i woke up and i'm like god i sound like my 20 year old son he just never <laughs> shuts up um i want to ask you about the giving component though yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I would imagine with when people come into um, like your clients, like they they work with you to build up like a business, like a you know package within a week kind of thing, and and then you're off yeah. the races. So you have to have an incredibly fine tuned and productive system, like to to be able to replicate that at any kind of scale, and to be able to have the reputation yeah. you have. 
So it's really hard. Yeah, I would imagine so. So the question I want to ask you is, in that, are you actively including a giving component to a lot of those people because you wanted to work with like impact people? Or or how, maybe but the better question is, how are you including that in the conversation? Okay. So, um, and it could be no, Steve, go take a hike. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, editing myself right now. I just installed my wife's mental operating system, which is, you know, stop being a raving lunatic <laughs> and, uh, come back to earth. Um, so I married a remarkably conscious human being who keeps the wheels on the bus. Okay. Uh, Vivian and I have been married for 22 years. We met 24 years ago on a beautiful trip to Greece and she used to work. Um, she used to run Deepak Chopra's marketing department. And um, despite all my rants and raves, we worked with a lot of spiritually conscious individuals and her parents are Holocaust survivors. She grew up in a slum in uh spanish harlem new york so the daughter of holocaust survivors and she saw some very dark stuff growing up very bad things and bad things happened to her um and her core story is she's beaten and molested by her father and um um really had a hard upbringing um but if you'd meet her you'd be like what a remarkably conscious human being so after our son was born, she had two back-to-back -back miscarriages, woke up in the middle of the night and said, I'm going to go to Africa. There's a Holocaust happening over there and I'm going to do something about it. I'm like, and here's one thing I know about being married to a nice Jewish girl from New York. You don't argue. So no, you say, honey, I think that's a, that's a really great idea. And she goes, you think I'm crazy, don't you? And I go, I never think you're crazy. I always trust what you're doing. You just find this funny thing. And what she does, she goes and spends time on the ground talking to the people. It's three cups of tea. Um, which is just talk and listen and ask a lot of questions. And she came home and met a war photographer and spent a lot of time in the jungle during um, some of the Congo wars. who would seen atrocities and said, you got to meet Sister Ernestine in Uganda. She went back a second time, visited this nun delivering babies by candlelight in the in the mud, man, in the harshest places where 30% of people have HIV, AIDS, and they are dying in their 20s and they look like they're 70. And it is mud hut, girls being sold for cows, early child marriage, forced child. Uh, and, and, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, those primitive people. No, you know what? When you're desperate and starving and hungry and ignorant and poor, sometimes there's only one way out. You just can't judge. And you got to listen to the people. So she witnessed a 14-year-old girl die in childbirth while her mother, who had AIDS, uh, watched her die. And there's this baby delivered and in that world, you know, if you got a bunch of poor kids around, you dispose of baby girls. Boys have the most value and dispose means throw them in a latrine. And um, so she saved that little baby girl's life and then came home and uh, started raising money. And then she went back and started building schools and a hospital and doing everything she could. And, um, you know, Sister Ernestine said, thank you for coming back.
She starts crying. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. And she said, you know, anyway, she uh, goes back and we die of broken hearts is what Sister Ernestine said. It's like, holy crap. Because all these white people come here and say they're going to do something. They never come back. They never return. Ah, so she subsequently over a period of 17 years went back to uganda 35 times 37 35 37 times raised millions and millions of dollars have saved tens of thousands of of lives of women children girls boys and men and created something called the girl power project which really is an upgraded operating system it's not the the structures that matter it's the thinking it's the mindsets poverty is a disease of the mind and it's a disease of ignorance a lack of education and a lack of respect of of the girl um because when they're sold and traded and they only have one thing they only have one currency which is their bodies bad things happen and when infected men who are basically lazy drunks which is alcoholism and ignorance is the birthplace of poverty and a lack of respect for girls and i could beat up on a fundament on a lot of fundamentalist religions that are the cause of ignorance and poverty on this planet um you know you, you light up she ended up bringing this to rishikesh india now working with native american tribes in the u.s and she was recognized by the Obama Let Girls Learn program. She went to the White House twice, um, been to the Clinton Global Initiative, and really, really rocked my world because I never thought this way, but we started incorporating giving into all my businesses and raising money at all my events. And I know she's going to be speaking at your event coming up. And what happens is when you have experiences and events and you start sharing this stuff it builds unbelievable loyalty and trust okay and it's not like if you're doing it for that reason it smells weird okay it's got to come from a real real place but when she told me years ago to start talking about what we were doing in africa i was like and that's when i was teaching how to make money online and how to do video marketing and traffic generation and all that when i had traffic guys are an instant customer and i said nah no one in my audience cares about that i'm speaking at a dan kennedy event for all a bunch of fat old white guys that want to make money online she goes no trust me i'm like okay so i made this presentation i shared it and i had the highest sales of any person ever at one of their events and i'm dumbfounded like i am shocked as I, I'm, I have a table rush and it's like over half the audience bought my stuff and this guy walks up to me and said i just want you to know that um god i'm getting all emotional today um i never buy anything from you clowns on stage but i'm buying from you because i'm doing it for your your wife and um then um god i'd like two other people come up and do that and the next year I got asked back and I'm speaking again. Same guy walks up to me, buys my thing again. I go, you already own it. He goes, I'm not buying it from you. I'm not buying it for you. I'm buying it for her. And I'm like, oh, oh. And subsequently I went from like an 80% male, white male audience to 
25% African-American, another 15, 20% clearly um, religious, meaning like a lot of LDS, a lot of Mormons started coming to my events. A lot of people who were there for the cause, not for the product. They were there for to embrace impact and purpose. And I didn't get it for most of my life. All right. So the moral of the story is marry a woman who's smarter than you, more conscious than you, um, who doesn't do a damn thing for the money or for the attention, but does it because it's the next right thing. What's the next right thing to do? Shout out to Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. You're, um, that's beautiful, Mike. And, and, um, your wife's story is so profound. I've, I've studied it mm -hmm. and learned about it and it is, it is so touching what she's been able to create and do and, and, and all the sustainability behind it, not just checks and not just money and the actual sustainability. Yeah. Itself, bro. That's the whole thing. We could spend a whole podcast going through that, but I will give her a shout out. Um, I did read her book called how to change the world while you work. And it's the ultimate yeah. guide for using philanthropy to build your business. If that isn't what we believe in here, then I don't know what it is. So we're we're gonna get her on the podcast as well to share to share more of that story and about uh, your guys and your guys' organization, just like my child. It is wonderful. If you're looking for a great organization, I'll give them a shout out, just like my child. And I would recommend um, grabbing one of Vivian's books. It is so impactful to read. So um, yeah. I wanted to give you that that shout out there. Um, Mike, we have to be cautious of our time here, man. I know we have to have a hard stop pretty soon, and I want to make sure we get through our giving round mm -hmm. to uh, yeah, to get you going. So, are you? I'll keep it short and focused. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best for that one. So, some rapid fire questions, just all about giving. Um, and uh, are you ready to go? I am. I'm all set to go. Amazing. Brag on one charity that you like that isn't just like my child. Listen, man. There's a couple that pop into my mind. I'm going to give you uh, two of them. You know, is it Pencils of Promise? Yeah. Um, I have a friend who's very involved, Stu McLaren, who's been giving to them for a long time, and then Charity Water. Yeah. So I think it, at the end of the day, education first, clean water. If you don't have those two things, you are completely effed. And then um, anything that promotes entrepreneurship on the ground, teaching young people old people, how to have their own businesses, that is independence and freedom. And you have those three and you're not going to have girls selling their bodies to survive or parents selling their children to survive. And um, when a girl can choose when and she, and have can, can, can complete control over her body and when she has a baby, that's how you get rid of poverty. Hmm. And you know, I can point to the Middle East. It doesn't take a lot to figure out which ones respect children, girls and which one doesn't and which one are completely poor and ignorant and in this cycle of stupid all the time. It is completely incompatible with the human race and a civilized society. God, I got off on another rant. <laughs> those are great causes, though. I know I know each of them and they're excellent causes and I would 100% back those, too. Uh, what would get you more excited Donating any $1 million check or spending a week physically helping others. Oh, that's really good. 
Um, how about if I pick neither? And I'm going to tell you why. So I, I think there's something valuable about going and spending time with others. Okay. In a way, I think that can be much more transformational and a higher impact to you. At some point when you've done it enough, it has low leverage and low impact. Okay. And then stroking a check, you know what? Here's the, here's a God honest, a realistic fact. Most money given to charities is wasted on overhead and you're lucky if 20% ever goes to the people. Okay. That's just a harsh, harsh reality. So something better. And here's the other thing. So someone will go, oh yeah, yeah. I donated some money for a school and they built a school. Oh yeah. Who's teaching at it? Who's supplying it with pens and papers? Who's regulating it and making sure that the girls aren't being raped by the teachers? Okay. Um, so stroking the check doesn't mean a damn thing. Most of it's wasted. And uh, just showing up somewhere and pounding some nails for a day ain't fixing the problem. Okay. The way you fix a problem is when you got a 20-year solution. That's the cold hard facts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't. all you got to do is spend a little time on the ground and you'll be like, most of these NGOs are just a bunch of rich, old, white ladies who are guilty. <laughs> it's sad. They'll go there and be like, oh, I know what we have to do to save these children. We have to teach them yoga and, and aromatherapy. And it's like, no, you have to make sure they wash their hands after they poop. Yeah. Okay? You, you got to listen to them and shut up. You don't have, you're not allowed to have an opinion until you go there three times and talk to people and really, and live there. And that doesn't mean staying at your four seasons while you go and hand out suckers to a bunch of poor kids. Okay. That's a big pile of bullshit. Yeah. So answer to the question is you got to invest for the long term and create a sustainable um, business model that forces compliance and rewards compliance and KPIs and teaches them you don't you don't create dependence and then you got welfare okay and now now people are going to lie to you and tell you anything that you want to hear to make you look good so you can get more money and have more uh, fancy parties okay that's just the dark dark reality of this stuff nope it takes uh, creating a business model and teaching them how to raise their own money and creating yep. a sustainable model where they're creating value and creating jobs and keeping girls in school and keeping alcoholic child molesters away from them. Yeah. That's Oops. it, man. Another rant, another rant. I know it was supposed to be a happy positive, but <laughs> I had a little experience in yeah. this thing. I kind of watched it with my own eyes. You're letting it all out today. No holding back. We love it. Man, I don't uh, know what's wrong with me. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll change a little bit from the, that side and say, um, what's the first thing that you think of when you hear the term go big to give big? Oh man. Okay. Here's happy positive. So, um, if you work with the broken, broken soon, you will be broken too, and you will be broke and broken too. So, uh, I know that might sound a little elitist, but let me explain. The bottom line is this. If you want to create impact, help a billionaire make $10 billion charge a billion dollars for it and see how far a billion bucks goes, especially using the previous business model I gave you. Okay. You can't get anywhere by collecting a buck or 10 bucks. I mean, it'll make you feel good, but it ain't going to go anywhere. And what are you going to do? Buy someone a desk 
or a chair or, a, you know, what you need to do is teach them how to do business and give them tools and teach them how to use the tools and how to not to burn it and blow it on something dumb. So um, it's about creating sustainability. And um, so go big and grow big to give big means, first of all, you got to expand your thinking and your reasoning. You got to be open to coaching. Coachability is the most important thing in human growth, right? Got to be willing to listen and learn and be able to erase an old identity that no longer works for you and get your ego out of the way and say, what works? What creates value? And you don't grow and you don't give and you don't get big unless those things are true, at least for the long haul. It's got to be sustainable. And so, uh, and big is sustainability. And I would say that big could be really, really transforming one person or 10 people or a hundred. It doesn't, you know, like a million, you know what? You can't start with a million. You got to prove it. So big could be one person whose life is saved and changed. And that can be good enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Dig it. I'm going to have a layup here for you. Okay. In, in one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Um, you can't ask the man to give one word. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, fulfilled. Beautiful. And in a one sentence answer, because we got to make sure we finish on time here. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that money can buy you happiness? Yep. And I'll tell you why. Because um, poor sucks. It sucks. Amen. Anyone who tells you, and this whole thing about money and happiness, here's the thing is, money can absolutely buy you happiness if you use it properly and create sustainability and create purpose, but it isn't unless you're purposeful, right? Mm. And meaningful and impactful and honest and deliberate and disciplined so um you know money can buy a lot of drugs and buy a lot of trouble right but uh i i do believe that money can buy happiness when the right person has it but it ain't gonna come from being given it's when it's earned okay so stealing what governments do isn't earned a hundred percent We'll we'll leave that one next so we don't go down the uh, end. Yeah, so. That was supposed to end on such a happy note. <laughs> awesome, Mike. Well, oh, dude, we're just so grateful to have you come in and pour your wisdom out to all of our audience and uh, just bless with your presence and everything like that. I want to give you just one second here before you go to Jet. Mm. Um, where can people find your stuff, bragging yourself? How do they get involved with you? And uh, where can they learn about more of what you got? Okay. Uh, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give everyone who's listening watching a copy of my book for free. So if you go to referralparty.com slash free, you can have it for free. Or if you just go to referralparty.com, you can buy it. And then I'll, I'll, I give away all the money I ever make on all my books to nonprofits. Okay. And then uh, if you want my other book, uh, Your Next Act, you can go to uh, mikekanigs.com slash free. And that's just the spelling of my name. And you can uh, use that. So I love giving away my books. There's lots of goodies on my site, my podcast, et cetera. So um, uh, paidforlife.com is a shortcut to my site. 
or a new one, just got a new domain, shitsreal.com. <laughs> That's great. I, I figured, why not? I saw that and I'm like, yeah, I might as well pick that baby up. That's awesome. Well, thank you again. Stage my- domain. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, my brothers. I hope this wasn't too much for the audience. I know I did a lot of ranting and rave, and I must be in a mood. Must that's, be in a mood. That's perfect, man. We just appreciate you coming in and inspiring us to go bigger with our dreams and goals so that we can give bigger with our profits, man. I uh, look forward You're to keeping the conversation going. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Nice, boss. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of go big to get big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.